Sarah Hathaway, we made you read Unwrap My Heart out loud into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, a new book about a teenage girl who falls in love with a sexy mummy. We start and end every show, regardless of who wrote the topic. We start by saying at least one nice thing about it. This is important to me. We call it the compliment <laughs> sandwich. Uh, so, uh, and and for this first. one, we decided to, to only do nice things throughout. You know, uh, we'll follow it up with another life. Let's just be a compliment, compliment, compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a bread sandwich. It's just compliments all the way through. It's a loaf of bread, basically. <laughs> I guess that's what that would be. This is a this is the compliment yeah. loaf. Delicious <laughs> preserved Egyptian bread. Okay, Sarah, what is your major compliment for Unwrap My Heart? Uh, this book legitimately made me laugh. I started. I discovered really early on I should review each chapter before I read it into my microphone. Yeah, because otherwise oh, I would just laugh. <laughs> You're I would just get surprised. surprised by the jokes. Yeah, yeah I would because I read the whole thing really quickly before I started. But then I was like, okay, cool. I know the general structure. I kind of know like what, how many voices I need to pull out of my very limited repertoire, and. But it made me laugh every single time. Like I got to a, a dad chapter in particular, oh, so I dad. had to like keep keep reviewing those. So really, good job on the jokes, guys. Oh, Very funny. Thank you. Th- th- this is this is a legitimate question. Off this, did we actually ever name dad? Oh, I think no. Yeah. He has no name. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. just dad. <laughs> okay. Oh, I He's just Mister Murdoch. I yeah, I really He's couldn't just... find it, and I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's sort of like the Muppet Babies mom, where it's just you see shins down. <laughs> nanny. Yeah, nanny. I think he has a name in one of my character docs, but I don't know if it ever made it into the book. Yeah, it's just yeah. Weatherman. Weatherman. It it's just it's just it's Weatherman Murdoch, I think. <laughs> yeah, his his official title and name. I like to think his first name is Chip. All Weatherman's first name is Chip. Oh, that's a good Chip. name for him. Yeah. Chip quote Weatherman Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this will be his unofficial official name. Yeah. The the fans all know his name is Chip, but if if you're an if you just read it, you don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chip Burdock. I'm into it. If that's Great. not his name already, now it is. Yeah, it's canon. Um, yeah, we're gonna add a lot to the canon today. <laughs> um, Load up that canon. All right, Chris. How about you go second? What is your uh, in in terms of unofficial official? Um, I think you guys did a really nice job with the title. Uh, I. I this is a very small thing to make my major compliment, but because yeah. the title was like, so close like some of to us my might heart, have noticed. <laughs> no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, at first it was called "It's Time for Mummies." Yes, and Working title. We were pretty pretty excited about that, mm-hmm. and I was pulling pretty hard for dusty touchings, like really, <laughs> oh, really yeah. hard. I was like, you know, it's got to be like it's got to be dusty touchings, dusty touchings or nothing. And unwrap my heart. It works. It works pretty well because I think after, especially after reading through the book again and uh you know kind of really inhabiting that twilight structure mm-hmm. and everything else it just feels very thematically on on point so um, the official yeah. library of congress title is unwrap my heart or it's time for mummies um, <laughs> oh good you got both in there so we got them both in there and yeah, I, I like great. that it's, uh, yeah, it's very very kubrick of you i like it dusty i'm touchings. just saying dusty touchings would have been great yeah. I, the, that's the, like a good cowboy porn name yeah, yeah. i <laughs> The the thing that I oh ranch hand dusty touching's gonna gonna show oh, up. Oh, now we have to write cowboy porn as. Oh. You mean Ooh, now we get yay. to publish my cowboy porn? <laughs> yeah, finally. Um, uh, well, I, the thing I like is that 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 we have the option of making it uh, the blank saga, and so it could be the dusty touching saga if we want. That's true. Oh, that is boy. true. There's still an opening. The, yeah. So the title. So listeners, write in. <laughs> tell them how much you agree with me. 
<laughs> yeah, so we decided that we had to have a real title, and so we put it up to fans, and uh, a couple different people, I wish I had the names in front of me, but a few people suggested Unwrap My Heart, and then we took a vote, and it won uh, narrowly, and I can't remember what number two was, but I remember it Dusty not touchings. being Dusty Touchings. Damn it. <laughs> Chris did not vote I enough. Chris, didn't you also suggest Dusty Diddles? Wasn't that one of your ideas? <laughs> uh, yeah. That does sound familiar. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying the sheer amount of dust that's around is really worth commenting it's a, on. It's a, it's a, but the Diddles is a bait and switch. You don't want to get people like all exactly. wrapped up for some yeah, Diddles. It's like yeah, Twilight. Yeah. They promise sex. Okay, and well, here's the thing about the yeah. du- if they're Dusty Diddles. Uh, oh, hey, here it is. Yeah, it is Dusty Dills was in the, yeah, in that, uh, I found, <laughs> okay, anyway. I found uh, the, the vote. I, oh, yeah. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Because there's so much dust, some of that dust came from a diddle at some point, right? May- maybe? What? I don't know what you're saying, but I don't like it. As I, I see where you're going with it, but I'm going to hit abort on that one. <laughs> okay, Pretty fair quick. enough. Yeah. Ejection seat. <laughs> great, uh, great. Ezra. <laughs> When you um, gather your parachute after being ejected from that bit <laughs> and come up with a major compliment for us. Uh, so this might hit a new high as the most self-indulgent thing we've ever done. Too. <laughs> we so, reviewed our own show. Yeah, I, don't know. I think that was Twice. definitely more self-indulgent. No, 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 no. Because no. well, this, this is, is legitimately most... paper we wasted. Okay, this is this is the most self. Yeah, this is the most self-indulgent thing I've ever done to Chris. I think is make him uh, <laughs> compliment me, uh, and something I've done. Uh, like you know, for thousands uh, or, or, or tens of listeners. Um, it's legitimately thousands. You don't have to undersell us to our fans. Well, they could all leave after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, perhaps this episode gets tens of downloads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think that the, my, my real compliment here, I think, is I get to actually understand what, the, what it's like to be a fan more because um, after listening to the audiobook, I've like, you know, like listening to, to Sarah, you, you just do such a great job on this. I felt like I was hanging out with you like throughout the whole week. Yeah. Uh, wow. and, and I was like, Fuck, oh, wow. you did yeah. such a good job, Sarah. It, yeah. it was, it was wonderful. I, uh, I was doing like. Thank you like line edits of the audio and so i was i like listened to sections multiple times so i felt like i hung out with you for a while and it was great <laughs> yeah uh, welcome back i'm still here no just like you had just the right tone that was so oh, much yeah. like twilight um, yeah did you it. listen to clips of the iliana kadushin before recording this no, I just, it's like burned into my yeah, memory. Yeah. I feel like we're soul sisters, oh Ileana and I. Yeah, it yeah. did have a very, there was she a very Kedushin-esque read of this book. And, you're, and also your yeah, voice, perfect. you mentioned your my voices. Goal. Um, I, I, well, yeah, I guess my major compliment is for your reading of the book. That's the least self-indulgent thing I can say. Because <laughs> I love the reading of it, and it genuinely made me laugh out loud a couple times. Uh, of like Delivery-wise? Yeah, just yeah. the delivery was so solid. And like, yeah. And and it did the thing that uh, like a great acting uh, actor can do, where it like it transformed the way I saw the text that I had written. Like I was like, oh, oh. I, that is more that is much deeper than the way I had intended it. That's so much better. Uh, and your voices are so great. Like you you've made several jokes about your limited range, and that's so <laughs> unnecessary because like I loved the voices you did for it. Yeah, uh, and it, like if you it. listen to good audiobook narrators, it's not as though they can do they can completely transform into like a celebrity impression or something yeah, like that. It's yeah. it's just like subtle shading that's just enough. Yeah, and, you wouldn't uh, want you that did a really be nice doodle if somebody was if it just like if it was acted by different people if it was so good or if it was actually done as like a radio drama. What you want is that read with just a subtle difference for each of the characters, and you did just a perfect job of that. Oh, it's so fun. 
that yeah. I, I kind of had a, guys, this, like, I'm so blushing now. <laughs> it was so great. No, I had like a blush audibly. Like, We're on a podcast. Play it up. <laughs> when will I learn? <laughs> uh, I had a good squee moment at the end of it because there was like, like at the end, uh, Sarah does a great thing where it's like, uh, like you know, this is Sarah Hathaway. I was like, oh my yeah. god, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy to get to do that. Um, I did the first one, the intro, when Alex, you asked me to read the test chapter, I did the intro mostly to make you laugh, because uh-huh. I didn't know if you were going to keep that recording, so I was like, I'm going to do the full audiobook <laughs> intro. Fuck yeah. That no, was great. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about books. Great books. Um, I'm your host. <laughs> All-time classic we o- books. We always have been. We always will be. <laughs> We've always been at war with East Asia. <laughs> yes. um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, we have uh, at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, uh, I'm big and good at everything. Uh, pay no attention to my enormous collection of stone phalluses. They mean nothing to either of us. Uh, I can't wait to talk about the stone phalluses. Maybe this is not the time, but we'll I, get to do it. So if I remember, Alex, I just had him just have stone phalluses, but you actually had a reason why they were there. Well, but. yeah, so this is why we make a better team than either of us alone. So uh, I, I'll just say it. So is Ezra's role is dongs, and Alex's role is dongs. Why, though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you the dongs. You figure out a reason for them. Exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, part of our, pro- our our working together strategy is that you come up with insane things from left field, and I try to justify them in the context of the world. And so, this was originally the dongs were there because so uh, Duncan, her best friend, is a, an amateur archaeologist, and he has the world's largest collection of ancient stone uh, fertility statues. And the reason is because they had to have this really boring conversation about their uh, love triangle. And Ezra, you told me your philosophy was, anytime the conversation is boring, make the setting really fun. Yeah, that, so, that does sound like me. Yeah, so you're like, they have to have a boring conversation on his porch. Let's cover that porch in dongs. <laughs> yeah, well, because I just like the idea of like, sort of this heartfelt, like, you know, like, like, you know, like, like damn it, Sophia. Like, can't you see that I love you? And yeah. just like, like, like him just resting on a stone dong. Like, yeah, I think yeah, like, and like, then she, yeah, she leans on... On uh, a, a six foot dong with little dongs, yeah. Uh, carved I just the went. Head of it. I, man, I was dong crazy back three years ago. Not now, of course, but dong crazy then. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a parent. Well, I should also say that Sarah was one of our first test readers, and one of she she had a like just a couple paragraphs was like it's fun. I like this. I like this. I don't like this. And one of your notes was. With the dong thing, you really have to either like double down on it or cut it. <laughs> and so obviously, <laughs> uh, wise words from me three. Years ago, <laughs> Sarah, you haven't really seen exploring my world of editing. You haven't seen the uh, the acknowledgments yet because I haven't sent you your your copy of it because the hard copies just showed up at my house yesterday. But um, you are you are thanked for telling us to expand the phallus part. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I helped. <laughs> anyway, uh, also joining us today, uh, my co-author in Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. Face to face is the place for mace. <laughs> yeah, that should be their slogan. 
This is my, my favorite. I, I, it's 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 dumb because it just rhymes, but I really like it. So okay, so um, it's, so the weather it's also the, helpful. It's not just r- rhyming. It's very good advice. Yeah, because okay, you can't mace somebody's leg. <laughs> that's true. You could, and maybe if they have an open like sort of abrasion on oh, their leg true. or something, it would be annoying. I, I did I did find out something kind of troubling as I was reading this. Is that we oh. use the terms uh, mace and pepper spray interchangeably, and they are not the same thing at all. Oh, guys. is mace a brand? Ooh, no, no, it's yeah. just a different chemical composition. Oh, I like, uh, but mace yeah. is a brand name. But it's it's like but mace it's is like chemical spray? based, and mace has no peppers in it. Sorry. Oh, that is troubling. I wish I'd known that. We right? did. I did have this long discussion with uh, with uh, my wife, who was copy editing at Megan. She uh, really wanted us to capitalize the brand names. That was one of her big pushes. And I want mace to be a generic term. Just like, mm. like, like yeah. people say. Oh, I think, I think you're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're okay with. You're mace okay being with generic. that. Yeah. So yeah, mace is the gener- uh, genericized trademark of chemical mace, the brand name of an early uh, type of aerosol self-defense spray. But it's not peppers. Oh man. Yeah. No, it does. It, there's no peppers in it, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, I wish. Man. I wish it could be pepper. Wait. I wish the it could wonderful be thing about authorial intent is you could say, well, perhaps weatherman Chip Murdoch doesn't know the difference between those two. Things. <laughs> but Punchy Jim from he Punchy, doesn't Punchy care. Jim's Punchy Jim. Yeah, he, he should have. Yeah. He should have, well, but maybe he doesn't. You know. So maybe that's true. Or oversight. the other thing you could say instead of authorial intent, we could say, look for the second edition. <laughs> where all of this is fixed. Yep. Um, also joining us, a very special guest. She's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter. Uh, she's the voice of Unwrap My Heart. She recorded the audiobook available now on unwrapmyheart.com. It's Sarah Hathaway. I'm just an angsty teenage girl who really wants to bone. Yeah. She does kind of want to bone. Yeah. She, she this, is, this is, I think, our major change. I just loved her, that. Her being cool about boning. And, other, and the people yeah. around her being cool about boning, you know? This is this that is an important great. thing for me that but like also a weird line as like like so you're a 32 year old guy in a coffee shop hunched over his laptop like yeah this girl wants to <laughs> uh, uh huh that's really now I'm on the other side of it uh <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't have done this book <laughs> I think you really assume that people are reading all the text that you're typing and or reading on your I laptop. mean no yeah like yeah, totally I don't I mean I guess I just it feels weird but on the other hand one of the, our big problems with with Twilight is it just feels disconnected from reality because of the way it doesn't address sex. And she does not have sex with a mummy in this book. I don't mind spoiling that for you because Twilight led us to believe that would be be disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. There were no dusty diddles. Yeah. It would have been uh, disgusting is one of the top reasons. That, that, that's the thing going through this again. I was like, huh, you know, this is still kind of a hard thing for me to visualize. Well, well I'm going to save this stuff for Clarezra. Oh, yeah, we should, yeah, we should save it for Clarezra. Yeah. But I do just want to say on that is that since releasing the book, I've had uh, I've been inundated with people emailing me mummy sex-related things. And no. Wow, yeah. No, you're going to be the Phallus Dong uh, expert of Exactly, of I know. So. Yeah. This is my accidental expertise. And, so there was, and somebody sent me a, a song, uh, a YouTube video of a song, of a mummy falling in love with the curator of the museum and uh-huh. and it's oh. done on marionettes and it's kind of beautiful but they actually do kiss on the mouth and even though they're marionettes it made me dry heave so it is uh, a gross <laughs> gross <laughs> thing that we're doing keyword dry <laughs> yeah right, very dry okay. very very dry okay. keep your heaves dry for its sake okay, episode number 370 <laughs> We have now 370. done as, 370. Holy moly. We have now done as many episodes as the age in years of one of the oldest ponderosa pine trees in the Pacific Northwest named Big Tree that died this year. 
What? Aww. No big tree. God damn it. Wait, wait, wait. It was good in 2016. Tree. Hold on a second. But heart tree from Avatar is still okay, right? Yeah, home tree is doing great. Home tree. Home tree. Home tree. Uh, so Big Tree, uh, which was 270 years or 370 or so years old, uh, 213 feet tall, um, named Big Tree by the locals suffering from a severe creative deficiency. <laughs> um, no, they're just what they were. They hadn't. They didn't need to diversify their names. Ma- just, well, ma- that's maybe they just had foresight. Maybe when they actually first started calling it, it was more aspirational. Yeah, you wonder. Was it a little tree when they named it that? It's a good question. <laughs> um, it's. It, it it has been declared dead, but like with trees, you know, it's sort of hard to care. So it's like it's fine. <laughs> It's like it's dead, but it's still there, and no one can tell the difference. Oh, it's still standing. Uh, it's yeah, just, it's still standing. Yeah. Although sort of the way that my Christmas tree is dead, where like it's still sucking up water and yeah. still green and stuff, yeah. but it's not sustainable. I mean, very much like that, as this is also a pine tree. Um, apparently, the oldest oh. one in the Pacific Northwest is about five hundred years old. But when you dig deep into the uh, history of Big Tree, it turns out the number three seventy, although seemingly precise, is a total guess, and it could be five hundred years old. Uh, because they don't yeah. want because Yeah, they I, gotta wait for it to die and then cut into it. Well, right? they can actually core it and count the rings, except they don't have something big enough to count all the rings of a tree this old, so they just have to guess. What? You mean Whoa. numbers? We have a lot of yeah, numbers. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> they, don't have a, they don't have a device for measuring uh, that A coring thing. machine. Yeah. Huh. All right. Anyway, uh, speaking of inexplicable dead things, this week we're talking about ah, Unwrap hey-o. My Heart, the brand new novel by me, Alex Falcone, and Ezra Fox. Hey, that's you. That's um, me. Uh, so... I was looking back on the history of this novel. Yeah. Okay. And the first reference I can find is on episode 49 of this show. <laughs> Holy wow. crap. So 330 guys, episodes ago. We've been doing ago, this show a long time. And we have. So 330 episodes ago, we started making jokes when we were reading books about girls falling in love with monsters about what a mummy in that situation. And <laughs> yes. eventually that idea turned into, where is the mummy? We've been talking about it for a while. And then, uh, so that was early like 2000-ish. And then... Was this, Ezra, this is November 2013 or 14 that we started writing? Uh, 13. 13. So for NaNoWriMo 2013, so we've been joking about it being time for mummies, and then in November of 2013, Ezra's like, we should write this for NaNoWriMo, and then we did, which is weird. And then we refined it over a few years, and here we are. Um, it's crazy to like go from that to you know peaking at number 300 in the Amazon bestseller list in the subcategory, Kindle Store, Kindle eBooks, Literature and Fiction, <laughs> Humor and Satire, General Humor. Wow. So wow. What a, what a, what a, I would never have thought our success uh, would be so narrow. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and really still pretty moderated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't like that it's labeled as general humor because I feel like this is very specific. It's very humor. specific humor, yeah. Yeah, but for uh, a general audience, you know. I don't I, know. Who is the audience for this? I, I'm not sure. I mean, Same I audience think, that Twilight was, only yeah. now they're sick of Twilight. Well, that's what I was hoping. That's my my thought was it's for former young adults. We really, yes. we were really like very fast to market on this topical, topical thing of making fun of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. we started making fun of Twilight five years after that was happening, uh, like yeah, all those years ago. Also. Yeah, when, yeah, we, when like, we came up with this idea in 2010, it was already a stale concept. To parody Twilight, and then it took us six years to get to market. <laughs> yeah. It's like you and Chuck Tingle on the fast books. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, we're just cranking them out. Anyway, if you want to force us to write a topic of your choice... We'll get there in six years. Yeah, give us a while. Uh, <laughs> but you can go to readdefinite.com and sign up on the mailing list. You'll find out about our upcoming episodes. Chris, now is the yeah. time we've all been waiting for. Oh, no. I need you oh. to summarize this. <laughs> Are you not excited? Well, here's the thing. Mm. is like... I've summarized a lot of books over the course of this show. So you have. Usually True. semi-accurately. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but never in front of the two authors of the book. Yeah. That is kind of new. And so I feel really weird about summarizing it. I mean, like, I frankly would so much rather, like, as take a, you know, do it because he wrote the damn thing. Well, a while I would ago. rather you do it. Uh, I I can I can here if you want some some phone phone an author uh, assists uh, Chris uh, we will help Quick, you out. I need to ask the author of this book a question about what happened. Oh, yeah. that's so good! I would love it if you got it wrong partially. This is a good way. Like we're finally auditing your summary skills because normally I don't remember very well. So if you're wrong, yeah, you and normally going. it sounds close enough. Yeah, you know. But like I'm I'm now uh, summarizing for the general public about a book we're promoting that you guys wrote and read aloud. Allegedly and I, I just, wrote. Okay. We'll have to yeah. talk about Allegedly read aloud. At some point. <laughs> yeah, allegedly read aloud, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so I'm going to try to go quick. in the style of a sexy mummy. A uh, super sexy uh, mummy. Hell yeah. Uh, so sexy. So sexy. Unz, 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 Yeah. Um... <laughs> Butts. Okay, so uh, Unwrap My Heart is a parody of young adult fiction. Uh, it takes place in the desert somewhere near Death Valley. We've got Sophia, um, who's an angsty, emotional teenager at a small town desert high school. Uh, her dad is the local weatherman, uh, Mr. Murdoch. Chip and- Murdoch. Yeah, Murdoch. Uh, wait, and, can, uh, I, can I break in for a second? I sure, wanna- I'd much Already? rather you do. No, yes. no, I just, I was, here's the thing, I, here's what I was about to do. I was going to Go to Wikipedia to follow along, and like like I always do, and realize I couldn't do that because we wrote this thing, <laughs> and it is not yeah, yet it, on is Wikipedia. Chris, yeah, yeah, is Chris crowdsourcing his summary? Yeah, I was Great really... question. Most of the time, no, actually. <laughs> oh wow. Um, so okay. uh, Sophia and her dad uh, live in this desert town. Their mom left just unex- inexplicably a number of years back, and dad is now super duper protective of his daughter Sophia. Um, she has a best friend Duncan, who's a big jock like guy, uh, but also a perfect uh he's very smart he's an archaeologist he's got plenty of hobbies he loves the outdoors uh he's sort of the mary sue character um but not her destiny her love of destiny because into the high school walks seth super hot cool flowy clothes uh bandages on his hand you know what he's a mummy he's a mummy he's actually a mummy and everybody knows it but sophia and it's crazy because she instantly sees him and she's like uh that is the love of my life i'm in love with him i'm in love with this guy like he's so cool he must be a hipster not a mummy this bandage stuff you know must be uh must be just a hip thing the thing that the europeans must be doing exactly so uh typical twilight plot thing where uh you know he saves her from danger there's some grave robbers and this whole like evil priest guy who's trying to take over the world oh. um and You're you know sure she gets to know that hey that he's line. a mummy what you're sure minimizing that plot line sure yeah well i'll get well the book did (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's really about the love between these two characters as they get to know each other and she gets to discover how he is uh you know like moisture would kill him and that he is you know for all intents and purposes a mummy which is ridiculous. <laughs> and so he has very, very dry skin. He's a four to five thousand year old rotting corpse. Human yes. corpse. Well, not rotting because it's been preserved. Well, yeah. So. No. But pres- the thing partially about decomposed. Is you're still rotting just slower. Yeah. What? That's, really? That's true. Is that what you're Does it look like a cool person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Seth does, but do the other mummies look like that? Yeah. 
it's <laughs> like it's still it's a chemical preservation, but it's not perfect. Nothing could be. Are are my pickles rotting slowly or are they good? Have you tasted yes, a pickle? Yes, they are rotting slowly. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Think about kimchi. <laughs> Just think about that first. It's the rotting. It's delicious, but you got to mm. eat it before it gets off. Yeah. You know? Rotlicious? Before it gets off. <laughs> huh. Okay, maybe uh, phrasing. But, <laughs> phrasing. Yeah. Okay, so back to this. So you got this love triangle because Sophia, she's in love with Seth, this mummy, but then Duncan, perfect perfect neighbor, best friend guy, is also in love with her. So, Classic. like, what's a girl to do? Well, of course what? you run off with the mummy prince. Yeah. You know? Like, of course you do. And they and they find out that her mom, uh, who had ran away all those years ago, actually uh, fled because of this evil priest guy and this, like, you know, Egyptian magic stuff that uh, he's trying to use to take over the world. She, uh, basically, the evil, she got too close to the evil, I think. Um, this is the part that I'm sort of, I, I was on the subway and there were some smelly people and... <laughs> Uh, I mostly remember that so and not weird. why specifically the mom left, but uh, she's back. She she has this river jewel that's magic, and uh-huh. she gives uh, she gives Sophia one, and, and they it, go. It can do whatever the plot requires. Yes, and, and no. This is, this is better than you're giving it credit for, Ezra. The first draft, the river jewel could do whatever. The plot requires. No, the the river is life giving, so it can. This jewel has the condensed power of healing and life giving and repairing things, yes. but also can surf people across the world in a matter of fifteen minutes. All right, you're uh, right. It's the jewel of requirements. You're <laughs> yeah, uh, there there is some stuff, uh, and so Duncan and so Seth gets recaptured by the evil prince guy's henchmen and taken back to Egypt. Um, Seth was created by the prince, uh, or sort of restored, revived by the prince mm-hmm. uh, to serve him, but then rebelled because he had too much of a conscience. Mm-hmm. And so this guy, this evil prince, he's going to raise an army of the dead to take over the world. So uh, Sophia teams up with Duncan. And an exotic bird that flew there from Egypt, and they have the river jewel, and they go to Egypt to stop this guy. And uh, eventually they do, aided by their mo- uh, her mom and magic, and they thwart him. And then afterwards, uh, Seth is saved as well, and they get together. And she, at the end of this book, is just, she is in a relationship that seems pretty healthy, but with a mummy. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where we leave off. Uh, solving most of the problems of Twilight... Uh, but creating a few more of its own because mummies are gross. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of baked in. Yeah. And that's the book. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you, Chris. Oh, man, it is so weird to hear you do that, but also so lovely. Is it? Yeah. Like, uh, is it lovely? Because I really would have rather somebody No, you did a great job. <laughs> I think that's what made it more great attention for me. To the book. <laughs> no, that's so perfect because, like, if I had done it, it would have been overly meticulous. Because, yeah. like, listening to you say that, I want to be like, well, no, okay, here's legitimately the River Jewel's plan. But no one cares about the actual rules of the River Jewel during a summary. <laughs> so you were showing... Wait, 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 Alex, it's not just during the summary. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I will say, Ezra, since you, since I finished the, since you, like, you, you left and I f- took yeah, over, yeah. I do think the River Jewel makes a lot more sense. That was important to me. I do think but, a lot of the story checks out, but you're right, it's not super important. And so, Chris, your summary yeah. is a better reflection of what's actually the going on. The larger plot, I mean, it's mostly about the love triangle and about the, I mean, like, he disappears and leaves little piles of dust whenever he disappears like you know there's just like funny weird shit that happens when you're in like a pretty uh intimate relationship with a mummy well so so let's do uh let's do a little uh claire rezzer and alex explains it all uh so i can be mostly me because ezra you have uh 
only just been reacquainted with the final yeah costume. um i well i'll just say this now we're going to talk a little bit more about it later but ezra and i wrote the first draft together in 2013 and then ezra had a kid and uh so got busy and so well, no actually the original plan was i had a kid that i was like no worries alex we'll totally be able to i'll have right. totally enough time to revise this with you and then and then <laughs> you did not and then uh, no turns out the kid uh is a little more important uh to me yeah. for some reason yeah so anyway yeah. so i did the second and third drafts with yeah. uh on my own mostly with some mm-hmm. with feedback but uh ezra was also getting to rediscover this book so you're a co-author but like in the way that you're still able to be surprised yeah yeah long long time author first time reader <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, so I guess I can field most of the questions, but Ezra, you can as well. Um, okay. But do you guys have some issues or questions you want to discuss? It's still mostly compliment. Remember, this is just a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. Not most most of you, my you, questions you all for like you guys. me, and uh... <laughs> yeah. just remember that I am very fragile. <laughs> like a mummy, ter- actually. A and that's a great, idea, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great start uh, because my most of my questions are about mummies in general. Yeah. Um, so how much research into mummies did either or both of you do before writing this? How accurate are most of these things about mummies? So, uh, when we none started, none. Uh, okay. Although I did a fair amount of reading uh, around the second draft. Um, okay. Inc- go ahead. What kinds of reading? Just like preservation techniques? Or? Yeah, I read a lot about preservation. I read a lot about uh, the history of mummies in uh, being like resurfaced and what, what we've done with them since then. There's okay. a, a little section where I just couldn't help but add my yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. That seemed uh, very legit. Yeah, which was... Uh, uh, oh, the mummy moments? Sof- yeah. Sophia's mummy minute, which is where... Cause, so so mm-hmm. Sophia, the main character, her superpower is Google research. Um and uh <laughs> and saliva. And saliva. Yeah, she has a few powers, but her like well, so one of the main things that I am frustrated with young adult books is that the girls don't get to do anything. The main characters are so busy being like perfect love objects that they're never and everyone's always trying to protect them that they never get to do anything cool. And so yeah. I wanted her to do stuff, and one of the main things she did is she's good at researching stuff. And so at one point she's researching mummies and she just couldn't help herself but describe her mummy research to people. Yeah, um, and yeah, because I learned so many terrifying things about mummies. Did you know? Well, you did because you read her Mummy Minute. But those at home, did you know that that uh, in Victorian times they used to grind up mummies and use them in medicine? I did know that. Don't ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> well, Smithsonian.com wrote a great article about it. a little while back. But yeah, it's it's what crazy. was it supposed to do? Everything like, the same way with other elixirs at the time. It was like uh, mostly health and longevity. Um, how come yeah, we don't have a enough- snake oil substitute? Yeah, snake oil. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, why would you get a substitute if you can get the real snake oil? Well, in parts of Europe, <laughs> hard to get a snake. You know. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Pretty. They were chucking mummies everywhere. So yeah. So there. what happened was so they preserved like obviously the kings got the best preservations, but yeah. the peasants most of them were preserved like kind of haphazardly, but somewhat, and so. Um, when early Western explorers were poking around in Egypt, there were just mummies everywhere. Um, I was in a, a museum in uh, in Salt Lake, I think. No, in Denver. I was in a museum in Denver, and they have a couple of mummies on display. And where they yeah, got them Mummies is, made it out to the Rockies? Well, yeah. You know where they got them? A tourist, a rich guy, a gold miner from Denver, went to Europe, uh, went to, uh, was traveling around Europe, went to, down to Egypt, bought one on the market, flew it home. Uh. Yeah. They were, it was a, oh it was like a class. It was a common thing for Americans. Wait, 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 wait. like, 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 like in coach. 
You know, like like to sit next to you. I'm assuming he went. Uh, that's good. The, uh, he went exit row. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were, they're not very big, so they probably didn't need all the labor. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea like the mummy being like, uh, "Are you prepared to help in the case of emergency?" Like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's another question yeah. for Claire Alex Ezra. Uh-huh. Um. So. The mechanics of kissing and making out with a mummy. Like, is a mummy, could you grab a mummy without it crumbling into dust? Like, could you, could you really throw some weight behind your making out? Or is this, is this one of those, like, it's, it's like making out with like a Christmas ornament. Or like, I, yeah, I would think. Like, I think like rice, metaphor, yeah. ri- rice paper is kind of like what I'm picturing. Yes, yes yeah. exactly what I'm picturing. Rice paper. So, so like, I know so that you can't get it wet at all. Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> really it just goes to. to crap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, man. I also use. So he has. He's covered in bandages, right? And I. Yeah. I am of the belief that he was able to refresh those bandages sometimes because he uh, used them okay. to like wipe off his mouth. Yeah, and she wonders about that. We never actually see it, but um, yeah, it doesn't seem like those bandages are like two years of grit and grime and yeah. I think he has curry. to be refreshing yeah. them. Are we gonna have a sequel where it's from his perspective, like like a <laughs> you, oh, the breaking mummy, oh, like a midnight sun? Yeah, yeah midnight and then mummy. One where they switch genders, and that's the same book. Yeah, yeah. just keep on. Ooh, well, my favorite version of that story. <laughs> oh, uh, did you? Well, in the new uh, Tom Cruise, the Mummy, which he release his first why this week well because we started a mummy trend <laughs> just there yeah. mummies are white hot right now they are i know the line <laughs> for the mummy ride at universal was like an hour when i was there last weekend oh, what man. yeah we are we are just right i'm gonna i'm gonna go there in two weeks nice for harry you potter are? Most, oh my yeah, gosh mostly for harry potter you need to take a picture of yourself yeah yeah uh take a picture of yourself with the book at the mummy ride man all right sure yeah they have guys in stilts dressed as Sort of offensive Egyptian god types. You should go oh, take a picture with one of them. Ooh, oh, that's great. Like sort of offensive. So, so yeah. So the uh, in that trailer though, the mummy is a lady, and for reasons that I don't understand, she has four a sexy pupils. Lady? <laughs> what? What? I don't. What know. does that she, mean? You know, she has a, like the big colorful part of your eye. She just has two of them in each eye. Oh, like two concentric circles. Uh, they're not concentric. They are like, uh, they look like a Venn, Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's Ew. super weird. Yeah. And then the, Why? <laughs> that would be labeled like part of my eye, other part of my eye, and the middle is wow. like part of my eye. Part- it's got both of these things in it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet 3D movies are a trip for her, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Seeing in double headache. stereo. Yeah. Definitely. Um, wow. So in, in terms of the paper, so the kissing, you had to be very careful. But I also, you know, there's a couple times where they kind of like cuddle and she holds his hand. And every time, this is one of my favorite parts, is every time she has to say something like, I held his hand gingerly so as not to crush thousands of years of carefully preserved bone fragments. Yeah. It's just like the <laughs> mechanics don't work out. Because vampires, you can say like, oh, they're, you know, that's an intact body that's like super strong or, you know, whatever. Or like a werewolf, that's still a, a currently living thing. But you're dealing yeah, with like... it's mostly the danger to you, not the right. yeah. magical creature. Yeah. So we, and this this is yeah. like a dried husk of a corpse. Well, so it has, that has been magically reanimated. You have to remember that. Yeah, there, there is, is the magic. magic. So it's just mummies and mummy-related magic yes. in this book. <laughs> yes. Which is... And which maybe is Sasquatch. Yes, maybe Sasquatch. <laughs> maybe Sasquatch. Nobody's sure, but probably just mummies. Yes. Um, now, mummy magic is like... there. There's two sets of magic, right? There's the uh, reanimation of the corpse, mm-hmm. like raise the dead type mummy magic. And then there's other magic that appears unrelated to the reanimation of corpses like the river jewel and oh, the way no, that no, no. Seth Quite can the opposite my friend 
the the reanimation of the mummies <laughs> is only made possible. Oh, I made such a big jewel. mistake asking about the mis- the. You really did. I, I did a big face palm right when you said oh, something. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> no. So the the which you were on the subway. I understand, but the the river jewel is what allows the reanimation of the mummy. Okay. Neat. So he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex. Here's the thing. I don't know how you can like hate when people tell you about dreams, but like somehow be the interested in telling about this because it's the same thing. You've just made this up. <laughs> but there is a textual basis. <laughs> it's cool that you like it. I'm just saying this is all in your head. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. So Sorry. Now I just um, I I guess the, like one thing that does matter to me when I read books is that the logic checks out, and so. Great. Questioning my logic is like, oh, no, no, Chris, I thought of that. Uh, yeah. But, no, Alex, you, I think you becoming an author is like one of the worst things that like, ever could have happened to you. Because <laughs> like the best because people want to know about this stuff. No, no, I just because like this was so that you're now an expert at the. Look, yeah, here, here's the two ways this could happen, Alex. All right. One, no one, no one likes it. And then you're hurt. Or alternatively, like people like read this a ton. And then, like, then they try to find flaws in your logic, and you're just stuck arguing with them forever. Oh, yeah, there's no middle ground here. <laughs> yeah, remember, never make anything. <laughs> that was a good idea. Sarah, do you have any questions for, for the authors about uh, things that happened? Yeah. Let, me, let me turn this on you, actually. I've so what was the part when you were this. reading it that was, like, either especially fun to read or especially, like, difficult or... Like, what was... Do you have an interesting reading the book story? Hmm. Well... I don't know if I do. It's mostly just like me <laughs> sitting in my room reading it. Sometimes my dog would really want to come in because he has separation anxiety. Oh, I'd buddy. be like, no, no, please wait in the hall because you're so loud. Because yeah. he would like not just come jingle his collar around. He'd come and yawn loudly into the microphone. Oh, dog yawns. <laughs> like he wanted to help. Did you try um, taking so the collar you, off and seeing, you, okay, yeah, maybe this I have, yeah. yeah. But then he just like rolls around he like he gets really excited when his collar's not on and then he like runs around loudly so there's not have, there's have, no winning with him isn't there like He's just a loud like creature silicon tags so that are not as jingly yeah you can get like the things for the edge of them i might have to look into that yeah, He's in the other we should sponsor right now, some so. yeah we'll we'll buy you some, <laughs> some softer tags i think that's on our, that could be on I'll be so excited about them <laughs> uh and then you'll just hear him like yawning and like flopping yeah. loudly well, you know when we first the first episode where he made uh, a lot of noise on the podcast everyone was like what is that jingling of keys and then every time i was like oh sarah's dog they were like oh so oh. yeah he's very cute he's very disarming once you see him yeah, yeah. everyone loved hearing so your dog loud. they just didn't know it was a dog at first we should just so anytime yeah. there's something that's annoying just tell people it's a dog, it's a dog. You oh, know it's that my hum dog. that I'm was sorry. in the audio of this yeah, final draft of our dog. podcast? Oh, it was the yeah. dog. It was, uh, it was you a know those corgi. My dog body coming off left. key. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but like, I mean, I think sometimes some of the stuff, I guess like, I don't know. I had to uh, Google how to pronounce some things sometimes. Oh, nice. Yeah, you did really With varying nice levels of success. Yeah. Um, because there were a lot of words that we were like very sweaty and nervous about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to look up a lot of that. And I think that was like the most the most challenging and the most fun part was like all the like Egyptian stuff yeah. part. Yeah. Like the whole end of it. I feel like I somehow lost track until I was about halfway through that one of the characters I was reading was the bad guy. And I was like, oh, but I just made him normal. That's okay. Yeah. He's, it's sort yeah. of like well, the joke. For him. Just That's like like, yeah, That's his, yeah. 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 Ezra, how about this? But Ezra, I sort I, of lost track of that <laughs> plot wise <laughs> a little bit. Oh, <laughs> Got away yeah, from you. That makes sense. 
Ez, question for you. What was yeah. like a big surprise from the first draft to this final draft? Well, um, I use final in quotes. Yeah, it's right. It's I got to fix all that Mason. Mason pepper spray, yeah. Mason Can and we, the first name of the dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, I think there's another issue. It's really actually tough to fly with Mason pepper spray. Like, they, it's yeah, like she, easier to take it. Oh, yeah. really. That's what it says she in the book. She couldn't fly with her mace. Oh, good. Great. Good job, us. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. She does get delivered some mace later by magic. Not by magic, but by her mom, who did not The fly. river jewel? Yeah, by the river jewel. <laughs> Let me tell you exactly how that happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, anytime you make fun of me, remember, I hate me way more than you ever can. <laughs> no, I Dude, I'm just, I'm just messing. I know. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I, I actually, the, the nice surprise was the... Um, uh, the way you did the finale. So, like the 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 originally the way that we wrote the finale, yes. uh, was like an homage to Twilight, where she just the main character just gets like knocked out, uh, like right yeah. away, yeah. and then wakes up after everything's already fixed. Mm-hmm. And um, Alex was able to keep that funny part of it, but then have it be only a dream. Yes, um, yeah, which I was okay with because I love that section. So, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I I that was really one of the when we like gave it to our first group of test readers. It was a common complaint, and I was like, yeah, but that's what happens in Twilight. And they were like. Yeah, but it's bad. Like, oh, okay. So we could we have to figure out a way to do both. So hey, yeah. Here's something. Um, you know, just as far as to help our listeners out and and maybe sell the book a little bit. Um, what are the things that sucked about Twilight that this book does goes the other way? Great question, Chris. I because like obviously you as the interlocutor. Just a plant. I will keep making fun of you, but I'll ask pretty good <laughs> questions. No, that's I, I've I've thought about that a lot. And actually, one of the things I wanted I'm going to do in the next couple weeks is I'm going to make a video, um, sort of promoting the book, but where I read passages from other books that I hate, and like that yeah. parts of this that I don't like. So, like one of the the tropes that we make fun of a lot is that every one of these books we read, where there's a monster in a romance, the person finds out oh he's a mummy or whatever and then she's like great what other magical creatures exist and then they go through this 10 minute long discussion of like what is real and what's not real in this world yeah yeah and it's always so ridiculous and so that one we did that but like real silly yeah, yeah that was just mummies. I like that. that was super silly i mentioned um, the thing about let's the, see the women not having any authority um agency, agency yeah that's what I meant. yeah any agency and so she has a lot of superpowers basically everything that uh is good about sophia every one of her positive characteristics i've modeled off megan um and so does like, megan also feel like she looks like a, a basketball on top of a rectangle <laughs> yeah megan has described <laughs> herself uh as boxy several times um but also that's not like the positive characteristic but like the research thing is like one of these just like anytime i talk to megan about something i can like go i'll leave and then i'll come back the next day and she'll be like so i read every article about that on the internet here's yep. what's true about it and not true and that's really useful um and uh uh, so that's that's one of her cool things. Um, uh, oh, right. So yeah, so the passing out and people protecting her is so frustrating in other books where it's like always just some dude protecting her. And so yeah. she like rebels against that and is like, stop putting me in a bubble. And I totally. really like that. Uh, well, she has a personality too, unlike, say, Bella in I think Twilight. so, yeah. I like to think. Sometimes. I mean, like... <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, like... Where it's annoying. <laughs> right yeah uh no uh yeah she she i think she or at least when i was reading there was like there was parts was like there's parts of it that felt like it still kind of remained from like the earliest version of it i guess like some some segments where it's like yeah um you know we we didn't quite know exactly how much this was parody and how much this was trying to be its own good thing yes agreed. um 
and it kind of like kind of goes back and forth of like, oh, this is this is this is a joke because it's a funny joke, and it's like, oh no, this is like kind of legit like character moment. Um, There's that's definitely my feeling, especially going back through it the last few times, is that like if I get to do another draft, <laughs> like if a major publisher bought this and was like, now you have to write it well. Um, the next draft would uh, it, it needs to lose some of the vestiges of just straight parody. There's too much of it that's just mirroring Twilight, and those are the parts where I'm bored. Yeah, man. Because like yeah. um, we were just were doing there parts the thing that's boring, or were there parts where it was mirroring but like improving? That's what I want. Is that all those have to be turned yeah. up? It has to be way yeah. more making fun of it and like commenting on it or yeah. just being better. Yeah, the the sections I liked was like some of her dad talks because uh, mm-hmm. it felt like it. Like, it felt like we skipped over some of the shitty parts of, like, those kind of, like, uh, scenes that we're used to, um, where it's just, like, um, like, the dad is just, you know, very supportive with her hooking up with guys. Uh, and, yeah, it's uh, sort of like, okay, have fun. And it's like, Seth was over every night and <laughs> behind a closed door, and we studied, but mostly made out, and dad was really cool with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, I, I mean, I, the dad character, Chip, is so important to me. I love him so much. <laughs> 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 He's important to everyone. Yes. Well, yeah. and so one of the things we did is we took Charlie's mustache and then we're like, what if he actually was a character and had his own, like, wants and desires? Although there was, uh, there is a scene that I loved with dad that ended up getting cut for the final draft, but, um, where he actually got to like finish his arc, which has been kind of it's kind of just oh yeah he doesn't quite finish his arc in this book right now, but it needed to happen this way for other reasons. But yeah. we'll talk about that more later because some oh, we have some uh, questions to answer, and that's yeah. one of them. Was was the burned food thing? Was that about making it super dry for the mummy to eat? No, that, <laughs> a great question. No, that was because he was overprotective Char- of her, and Charlie was a bad chef, right? Yeah, Charlie okay. was a bad cook, but in this one, he's a great cook, but has bad t- uh, taste because he's trying to protect her. So he's like, he read something yeah. about salmonella like ten years ago. So now yeah. he burns the shit out Never of Never bothered to realize that you could boil and or get something up to 140 degrees and it's fine. Yeah, so that just uh, that's one of those funny things where like we'd written for so long about this dad who burns everything that they eat. And then I yeah. overcooked something I was making myself and I tasted it and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, this is not only is it poison. terrible and hard this. to eat, but uh, the, the burned parts of foods are carcinogens. Yeah, you, so it's yeah. really a, oh. that might be an oopsie. So she's about just like character. riddled with carcinogens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such dramatic irony. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Man. Well, but if she dies, then she can get mummified and brought back to life, maybe. And yeah. That's the I don't know if book. they have that whole like. Is pickling. that the goal? I thought the goal would be to go the other way and make Seth a real boy. Well, well, we can yeah. take our votes. Yeah, we'll have to. Mm. <laughs> originally, for, for, because originally two mummies still can't bang. Yeah, it would just be like two Kleenexes, but like. funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Which of those is funnier? A real teenage girl and a real teenage boy or two Two mummies? Kleenexes. <laughs> yeah, two, two Kleenexes. Kleenexes is the funniest. Hey. <laughs> uh, Look at all these people. The Meatbird Book Club sure is packed. You think this is bad? You should see the living conditions. Mm, No, thank you. Well, it's just about wrapping up, and the crowd seems to be kind of angry. Maybe we should talk to them. Good idea. Like I said, maybe you should talk to them. You're you're still the mayor for another couple weeks, remember? Oh, affirmative. Hello, everybody. I am Mayor Meatbot. Uh, I don't like him. What is he made of? Meatbots. First of all, I need you all to stay calm. Floop. Oh, hey, it's newest meat buddy Justin Robertson. Hey. 
You just made it, Justin Robertson. That's right. You got just in before the cutoff for the free Meatburg book club. I see what you did there. Uh, Swede! Uh, Swede, I've thought about becoming a meat buddy for a while. Apparently the little nudge I needed was an e-book. <laughs> it does seem like that for a lot of people. Oh, hey, I also want to shout out to my meat buddy friend, Ryan Hoy, for getting me onto the you guys. Oh, very good. We shout out to that particular human. So are these all the other people who want a free book? Affirmative. They are becoming a bit of an angry mob now that they have gotten their book and there are no more free things coming their way. Well, remember, these are people who wanted to pay for a free book. Right. That's why I'm here. I'm going to join them. Have fun. Will do. As I was saying, as your mayor, you need to stay calm. <laughs> what else can I pay for? Why would I stay calm? I want more free things. Give me things. Yeah. You all joined this club that costs money because you wanted a free book, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, you got your book now, and there is nothing else for free for money. What? No other benefits? Well, you can keep this train floating down the tracks. Nah, that doesn't sound very good. And you get the warm feeling of supporting dub art during difficult times. Well, that's not really enough. And of course, if you cancel now, it'll be really obvious that you were just into underpaying for the free book. You don't want that, do you? Good point, maybe. Plus, there are other great benefits, like sometimes there are special Meat Buddy exclusive topic polls. Yeah! Topic polls, exclusive ones. Oh, that sounds uh, enthusiastic mumbling. And you get first dibs if we ever make or do something else, you know, something super cool. Uh, that's kind of neither here nor there. Uh, I don't know about that. Hey guys, I have something to say. Newest meat buddy Justin Robertson again. Well, I guess you can speak now. Uh, can I get some dramatic music? Thank you. We all came here because we loved pain to get something for free, right? Right! right. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Well, we don't have to let this party end. There are lots of other places we can do that. Like, Amazon Amazon Prime! Oh, how I love Amazon Prime. You probably pay more than you would if you just paid for shipping, right? I guess so. Yeah, I haven't done the sense. <clears throat> and other stuff too, like, uh, you know, airline credit cards that offer free bag checking, and those coupon books that elementary school kids sell. You know, and Costco memberships. Wait, wait, Costco? Oh, not my Costco! It's for the samples. Oh, yeah, right. And I'm sure there's loads more, but those are all I can think of right now. So, is everybody cool? Great work, Justin. Your superpower is coming up with, you know, like three or four examples to placate an angry crowd. Neat. So in addition to a free book, you got that superpower. Uh-huh. So my job here is done, I guess. <laughs> Go to read-week.com slash meat buddies to become a meat buddy. A small donation gives you a little benefit besides a warm feeling for a couple of seconds, but it really helps us. Oh, oh, uh, the blades and a razor starter kit. Oh, good one, I guess. Uh, I'm sure as soon as it's over, you're going to have a bunch of emails with other examples, but uh, I'm out. Me too. Uh. Uh. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. 
Sarah, thank you for your crowd noises. And for <laughs> right. Under- hey, no problem. Uh, in this situation. All right, it's time Guys, to- I've talked a lot recently. You know, actually, yeah. that's, that's kind of bullshit because Sarah's the only professional voice actor here. That's true. Yeah. That is- yeah, guys, I have a credit. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's time now for the game of lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Um, lightning. So- <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Crash. So, I was uh, swallowing coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, I almost spit it all over my mic. I have a, I have a few things that I want to do. These are, all, these are all a little bit self-indulgent. Um, but first, we should talk about oh, sequels. A rare first, Alex. <laughs> I mean, like, even given the tone of the show thus far. Oh, my God. <laughs> pretty self-indulgent. But first up, let's talk about sequel ideas. So we've, we've joked about the sequel. Originally, one of the first drafts of the book had more emphasis on the Twilight series of sequels. So it was like really setting up that discussion of whether or not she would become a mummy to join him, which is like the way the first book ends. And it's so boring and I hate it. And so we got rid of that. But it does set up that there's, you know, place to go. The other thing we talked about originally as was we were going to do the first book would be a parody of Twilight. And then basically for no reason at all, the second one was going to be a parody of Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. So she has to go back to the mummy like a... Uh, 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 Capital? Battle, yeah, battle, battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like for some reason, wow. mummy boyfriend has been captured by the Capitol and, she, and they're like, the only way out is a Hunger Games. And she's like, oh, Hunger Games again. <laughs> yeah. And then she just has to do the Hunger Games. And there's just, we just don't talk about her mummy boyfriend back home much at all. And it was just going to be a, just a real abrupt tonal shift yeah i think um being inspired by popular works of young adult fiction and and either improving them or sillifying them is is pretty good (laughs) (laughs) i mean the hunger games is a a stronger book so it's a harder target but there are things about it that's a a small target to hit but what's the what did you guys actually set up in the epilogue like because there was that dream where she met the the goddess that right. her family supposedly descended from and then right. there was some sort of like yeah so the, the priest is still out there right that's yeah the oh that's what it was and so it's yeah. just like oh we can go to alexandria and find him but like so the main bad guy gets away possibly naked um i don't this, <laughs> i hope i'm not ruining the book for you if you haven't read it yet uh, oh no! I was hoping oh, no, that the don't bad worry, guy we, was at least wearing clothes when he made it away. <laughs> don't worry, Alex. Everyone who's listening to this clearly has read this book. Uh, this is bestseller. It's 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 really it's the really top in the on Amazon under all those categories I named earlier. <laughs> it was. It probably isn't anymore. <laughs> it's not anymore. That's a good point. Um, uh, what else? What else would you like for a sequel, though, Ezra? What do you you or what did you text me? Uh, you had a sequel idea. Oh! Oh yeah! Yeah! Uh, so this was um, this was it's time for mummies two saga uh, the the t- it's time for mummies uh, the saga, saga. the dusty little saga uh, and maybe Sasquatch so maybe they find Sasquatch because they yeah. when they're listing the creatures that are real it's just mummies or maybe Sasquatch so the whole second book could just be about them finding Sasquatch and he's like yeah maybe. I'm real or maybe not I guess and he's like also very hot <laughs> yeah of course be, yeah. oh man oh sexy Sasquatch is pretty funny yeah or what if it's like. The Sasquatch and Duncan fall in love. <laughs> oh, well, he's got a girlfriend at the end of the book, but yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. But Wait. I don't like her as much as I like this hypothetical sexy Sasquatch. Or if we want to keep uh, it like mummy related, I guess, like it could be like uh, there are like where cat people that arise up oh, out of the. Oh, yeah, cat you know? people. Yeah. Cat people. Cat so it's people. like mummies versus cats. And then it devolves into cat people playing with balls of string that are the bandages from the mummies. It's time for Ooh. mummies too. Cats versus people is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the the other thought I had uh, is I text you. So there's kind of like a 
like one line we mentioned uh kate who likes uh uh Duncan, I guess, and also uh, Seth, and she's like very perfect. And she's and I was uh, thinking, she's Anna Kendrick, basically. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's Anna Kendrick, and what if she was just like a robot? Oh, just that's why she's perfect. That's interesting. She's a host. So yeah, so it's it's like an ex machina, uh, like mummies. Yeah, you just just keep on adding them. Because like, and what if we found out that the the robot technology came from mummy technology originally? Uh, That's why it's like it's all it's not you know it's not like it's all in the same world. It's okay, you know, right? So it's or, or Sasquatch like, technology. It's like yeah, robots, but then they gave him like the uh, the spark of consciousness comes from the the river. Yeah, drill. the all spark is the river river drill. Totally good. <laughs> yeah, because it can do that. Obviously, <laughs> it can do that. Yeah, it can if I say it can. <laughs> Let uh, me explain to you how that works. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> sorry. As we, as we were also joking about uh, t-shirt ideas. Yeah. You said you, you uh, wore wanted... a t-shirt that said face-to-face is the place for Mace. Yeah, or uh, Go Beige Go was the other one, or um, or uh, Punchy Jim's Punching Jim. Yeah, I actually really... And Laundromat. And Laundromat. I really like the idea of a t-shirt that looks like one of those like <laughs> faded old-time like gym yeah. t-shirts. That you you would yeah. dig up and it's like punching Jim, punchy Jim's punching Jim and laundromat, and then it's got like a pair of gloves, like boxing gloves, sort of in the background, and then it says the city they're in, which I'm sure yeah. I remember. Rock Ridge, Rock, Rock, Ridge. Rock Ridge, that's what it is. Yeah, Rock Ridge, California. So, is it real? No, it is. A, it's a fictional town, but in a real location. Okay, well, it's a real town and not California just not, not is a real yeah. place. Well, no, but Rock huh? Ridge is a place also, just mm, not not in there. Debatable. Like, yes, there are <laughs> there are Rock Ridges. Um. Yeah, I based the town on a couple of uh, different towns and places I'd been in, smushed them together, and it was an great. amalgamation. So, so one of my favorite comments is one of our early readers, a uh, friend of the show, Bill Sarnansky, uh was like, "I described the high school," and he was like, "I went to a high school just like this. It's such a perfect description." And I was like, "I made that up. I don't know anything about that." And uh, I've never been to high school. Jokes on you, Bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. All right. So now this is self-indulgent, but. Let's turn the self-indulgent up to 11, but it's time. Let's not get self-indulgent now. Yeah. Just because you say it doesn't mean it makes it better, Alex. Let's respond to the critics. So fr- Why would we do yeah. this? Yeah, because this is going to be fruitful. This is, this, is, this is what we call a sure win. <laughs> um, so a friend of the show, Robin, got an advanced copy for her blog, to review for her blog, and she... Oh, and gave us a glowing review. This is how we're responding? Well, so it was mostly glowing, but she had one criticism... <laughs> And so we're gonna yeah, I want to pick nits with this glowing review. Let's do this. This was this How is our nice only five star rating on Goodreads. I think that's not you, Alex. <laughs> I rated Aww. each of them. Well, it's it was only newly on Goodreads. We do actually have a fair number of people who are on Goodreads. So if you enjoyed the oh. book, please go to Goodreads. I will have said I, I'll, I'll I'll go and say I've read this on Goodreads. I'll give Hell it yeah. three and a half stars. That's all you're gonna do? You just say have read? That's the most you can. No, give no, us? no. I I do reading in stars. I I know somebody who writes like multiple page reviews for every book that he completes on Goodreads, uh-huh. and that's wow. not my steez. Mm. Um, no, no, no. yeah, I'll, I'll write something. Can nice. I send him a copy of this, this book? Yeah, I mean, you if you if you promise not to respond to him after well, he's this is our only episode it. about it. <laughs> you yeah, promise? January. You promise? <laughs> no, I will not make that promise. Um, <laughs> no, hey, what what did Robin say? All I wanted to say, she was like, so she said the great shortcoming uh, is in the characters, in that for the most part they're they're not really characters; they're just jokey reflections of characters from other books. Um, motivations and Ooh. hobbies seem to exist solely to service a joke or reference. And I just wanted to respond to that because I don't understand the criticism. What else <laughs> is a character for besides uh, jokes and references? Well, well, I mean, this is 
I mean, I can have the actual response of like that's not. She's funny. saying this. Well, okay. Well, then, never mind. Pocket it. <laughs> uh, but but I think what she's saying is it's uh, this is this is the the Family Guy uh, like South Park thing, right? Where it's yeah. like oh, and I hate being on the on the, the Family Guy side, right? But now oh. now now that has to be the right side. Turns out, <laughs> yeah, I I definitely there's like so many of the traits are just for jokes, and I that's a hundred percent that's. That my response to the critics is touche, critics. <laughs> That's a good point, critics. Heckler yeah. destroys comedian. Yeah, but also, <laughs> but also, it's well, a parody. Like that's the 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 jokes are part of the point. You know, I I think this is the it's actually one of the better places for us to be in as writers because like okay, so if it's bad, oh yeah, it was parody. Like that was the point. Right. If it's good, you're like, well, we're that it's good. Transcended we can... parody and we're yes, genius. exactly. Right. Yeah. And and if well, I don't I remember, no, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say something semi-serious, yeah. but like, there's a real, there is like a compliment in there too. If the rest of her review is positive, that's because she was enjoying the book so much that she's holding yeah. you to a higher standard in every regard. Totally, yes. guys. Yeah. There's silver guess, linings here. No, but guess which part we're gonna fixate on? Eh? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll take gotten, that that one percent. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, you've gotten reviews before, Sarah. Which part do you pay attention to? <laughs> Mm, only the nice compliments. <laughs> I wrap myself up in them and go to sleep. I am not actually. I am not actually hurt by oh. this at all. I think it's great because it is such a like like the the time when criticism hurts or it could hurt is when it's exactly right and it doesn't hurt because I'm like yeah that's a good point. I've never written a novel before. Next time I'm gonna work on that part. Wait 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 wait. Can we also can we have this like Sarah just gave me a great idea for for a product that we should market. Mm-hmm. So it's a blanket uh, like that's 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 uh, a blanket that's of like compliments? Looks, a blanket of is yeah and like it has the edge of it though it, like looks like like a piece of bread and just has nice things in the middle. It's just a compliment sandwich. You just wrap yourself in it. Oh, uh, that's good. And Ooh. we could make it with that anti antimicrobial uh, silver lining thread. So we could literally <laughs> have it be. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, all right. So now I want to do some quick audience Q and A. So. Uh, I wasn't sure if people would have a lot to ask, but they had a ton to ask. So, um, this is not going to be as fun for you guys. Okay. Do you want me to Wait. read it or Sarah to read the questions? Yeah. So oh, I you, do want Sarah you guys... to read the questions. Uh, yeah. So, can you send oh. them to Sarah so that she does that, and I'll just heckle? Uh, let me see if what's the easiest way to do this. <laughs> this is fun. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> reading is fun. No, I like this. Reading is fun. <laughs> Reading is fun. Fundamental. By the way, I just got to say about reading. Uh, hey, Alex and Ezra, thanks for the free book. I accidentally oh, yeah. bought a book on the wrong Amazon account. You and did. Alex was just like, eh. Yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was, it was Patrick Roth, my, my buddy Patrick Rothfuss's book. Yeah. And because my Kindle has no way of accessing that account, I actually had to buy it again on my account. No. What? <laughs> I think yeah. you could you could you could you could like customer support that I think I'm sure okay. you can yeah maybe I'll yeah. maybe I'll try to get a return for you guys yeah man yeah yeah for someone at least yeah. I don't care where yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well you should only have to uh, pay for one copy of that book um, eh. but it is it is fun all right back to the show okay and now back to the show all right we got some red hot audience questions here <laughs> Jeremy asks how did the collaborative writing process work for you two. Did you take turns writing and revising? Were certain chapters written by certain people? How did you get two narrative voices to talk together? I, I think all chapters are, of any book are written by certain people, right? Like that's <laughs> they're not written by very few robots. People. Yeah, yeah, and no, yeah, no but robots. Did you guys sure. like 
you know, split it up into chapters. And you're like, hey, I'll take this section. So hey, I'll take this section. We were doing Nana Remo's style, so we we're trying to crank this out real fast. And we did, if I remember correctly, as we did, like mm-hmm. we talked through a, a, an outline together. We just, like figured out the outline, and then we yeah. did just trade off chapters. Right. Yeah. Like, unless, think, unless, like, I think unless one of us like like couldn't do it, and then I think one would keep. Yeah. Going, maybe? Yeah. Um, do you guys have you guys ever played that game where you like write on a piece of paper and then somebody draws draw that a picture? And yeah, it's it up. one of my favorite party games. It's such yeah. a great party game. Exquisite corpse. Yeah, exquisite corpse. Exactly. Yeah. So we oh we call it telephone pictionary. That is more descriptive. Either um, works. <laughs> although one is more thematic for our book. Um, yes. Yeah. The pictionary. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a book. Um, so we, uh, yeah, anyway, so we, we did it kind of like that the first time. So we, you'd like go back and re- read what the other person wrote. And it basically was so fun because it was like an improv game. It was like Ezra just added all this stuff about Wangs and we're like, now that's part of the story. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just there's a chapter about Wangs and Alex added a reason why they're there. Yeah. I mean, after, there's a lot of retconning in the even <laughs> chapters. Retconned so many Wangs. Yeah. Do you feel like by doing that, and I guess to expand on Justin's question, that you guys like started out pretty narratively different and found some middle ground that you guys both like, you know, kind of coalesced to? I think because or... we were writing in a parody style because we were, we were writing as Stephanie Meyer for the bulk yeah. of it. It was actually fairly consistent. Um, cool. And, and then also I do think that it would be different had we both been writing the second and third drafts because I did the other drafts basically alone. Um, okay. I think it became more of a coherent Single so voice? specifically a question for you, Alex. Do you feel like uh, this book brought your friendship with Ezra close together or did it drive a wedge between you that can never be repaired? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, wait. It could, or, or could the wedge be repaired? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like... You don't have to answer that. I, I, I do. Well, I mean, I, I will say this, that I've always, and this podcast is like ample, 370 episodes of evidence of this. I've always used creative projects to get a, have an excuse to hang out with my friends who I don't get to see very often. So one of the reasons I love doing this show and I loved writing a book with Ez and I wrote a, a pilot with my uh, my good friend Tim last summer was because it was an excuse to talk on the phone all the time and be like, have that excitement of building something together. So that's my secret for like, because otherwise I'm not good at calling people. But if like we have deadlines, even some yeah, you gotta work. ones, you got to call. Yeah. If you have an agenda, well, there's a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are, uh, you are harsh today. You are tough to please, Chris. No, Man. this book was so fun, the and I'm so proud of you guys. I just want to like, <laughs> I, I'm really proud of you guys. I just want to show my love through ribbing. insults. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Chris destroys Good Canadian. <laughs> Chris's love language is nagging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're nagging the shit out of me today, Chris. This is, this is really doing it for me, though. I'm so, so Chris, turned on. Yeah, All right. uh, I am. Sarah, yeah. I have another question from the, the mailbag. <laughs> All right, I'm opening the envelope. Can we call it man bag instead? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something different, Ezra. We'll talk later. Okay, okay sounds good. Uh, ben wonders what ended up on the cutting room floor. Any characters, entire plot lines? Uh, Do you remember the ending? The ending with uh, with Weatherman. Uh, oh yeah, so dad. yeah, so Chip's Chip's ending, Chip's actual story tying up was just this really beautiful moment where he, because uh, you know he's been abandoned by his wife who couldn't tell him that she was uh, an Egyptian goddess and that his life... Communication, guys. Yeah, communication and relationships is a big theme of this book. Um, and so then, like, Sophia has to, like, run away to go fight this priest later, 
And there was the scene where she's running off to fight the priest. She like says goodbye to her dad and he's like really understanding. And then she goes out to her car and is like time to go. And she turns and uh, her dad is sitting in the passenger seat of the car holding their cat in a cat carrier. And he's like really scared, but he's like, you know, like it's your right to leave, but you can't stop me from coming with you. And it was just, it was such a cute scene and I really liked it, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work with where the action ending ended up being. So we had to get rid of it, but. Um, that's sad. That's on the cutting room floor. I wish I could say we cut a lot, but uh, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really didn't. Because like I think like our original draft was like twenty five thousand words, and it's like double that length now. So I don't know what we could have cut, <laughs> like what you cut. Well, I did a thing um, that uh, one of our early readers and a good friend of mine, uh, Caitlin Kunkel, had suggested as a writing strategy, which is this: after the second draft, I printed it out and deleted the file. Oh wow! Which is so scary, but is really helpful. And so I had to write the entire. So I had to retype the whole thing. And in doing so, it was really easy to like. Oh, this paragraph sucks. I'm not going to type that. And also, you actually yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. It was really helpful. I definitely recommend that. It's a strong. It was a strong writing technique. It really changed. Yeah, because when you have I it, accidentally did that a lot in high school when my <laughs> essay would get really like messed up. The paper would be bad, so I'd have to like wake up early in the morning before class and like rewrite it. And it got yeah. a lot better. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, All right. Yeah. But the the general answer, Ben, is that it is all there. Every <laughs> we showed our work on this one. Sarah, um, so are we ready for our next yes. red hot question? I think we are. Yeah, bring it from the man bag. Alex asks, "I almost bought a PS4 on Black Friday just to play Uncharted because it's not available on PC. Obviously, I'm a few episodes behind." So, Chris, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I think it's Uncharted. Uncharted, not Unchartered. Yeah, it's Uncharted. Oh, okay. Um, uncharted wait, is like. Did the, I say Uncharted? You did. The wait, wait. Leave so, without whoops, a schedule. I, <laughs> yeah. Wait. So That's do they chart things then? Oh, they're definitely yeah, charted. Well, no. Uncharted is where you forget to get a boat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to leave. Oh man. I forgot to book a boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. At the docks with bags, we'll travel. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, Uncharted Four is the is the newish, uh, the latest edition of the Uncharted series, and it's out for the PlayStation. You 4. talked about that last week, right? Yeah. Uncharted, I've actually Uncharted now played... sounds better to me, honestly. Yeah. I feel like we should. I I don't care if, it, if it's Uncharted. Hey Ezra, do you want to write a video game? Parody? Yes! <laughs> See you in six years. <laughs> yeah, but it's for PS4. I've played a couple, two, three hours of it now, uh, and it's really, really fun. The production values, the voice acting, the storytelling, it's all super duper fun. Yeah. So um, if you're still considering buying that from Amazon.com, I would say you would probably enjoy it. Nice. <laughs> Let's I don't, don't want to tell you like... query from the man bag. <laughs> yeah, huh. catching on. <laughs> I, I want it man to bag. <laughs> I want it to not catch on us, but these are the rules of the bylaws. It's just so red hot. Yeah. Um, Katie asks, what was the hardest part to explain away to get the story flowing? Like why no one knew he was obviously a mummy or why anyone thought he was attractive. Oh, sick oh, bird. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> no, those are very both. No, those those are real heavy lifting. Questions. Those are I real hard. Say, I mean, he had literally no eyeballs, right? That was my yeah. big question. Yeah, he had eye like, well, He had no <laughs> eyeballs. That's he hard to get into eye someone areas. if they have no eyes. And because yeah. of the shadow of the way his hoodie was. Um, although, so he's he's wearing a like a Egyptian burial robe that she keeps referring to as a hoodie because it does have a hood. Um, but it's like a floor length uh, robe with a hood. And so she, that's why she thinks he's like, he's so cool. He's got these hoodies no one wears yet. But the shadows cast over. It's so, like a, oh. 
the shadows I cast over that. his eyes holes, so she wasn't sure that he had no eyes, but she kept referring to his eye areas. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked that. I mean, I, yeah, because I was just picturing, like, big, empty eye sockets, which is a very... That's kind of a hard sell for me personally. <laughs> yeah, but that, really? Yeah. I guess do it for to you? each their own. Yeah. Someone's got to love I it. I mean, I guess the answer to that question, the real answer is, like, we didn't work that hard to explain those away. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing with the like with Twilight. It's like he's sparkling. He's clearly two hundred years older than everybody. He's giant. He's Girls perfect. love sparkles. I'm, yeah. I like sparkles. That's why I drink sparkling water. But I don't mm, think bubbles. I don't think that it's like she doesn't try to explain any of the way. She's just right. Like, so they were this weird. Would've... This would have been heavy lifting if we had tried to lift exactly. it. Exactly. We just left uh, it where it was. You know how they say lift with your legs, not with your back? What if you don't lift? Yeah, lift with, lift with your couch. <laughs> you know, just, just stay on that couch. <laughs> I do think that the I, I, we probably could have done more to try to explain it away, but I thought it was just funnier to constantly say things like, I stared at where his eyes would be, than to actually explain why she's okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was there anything that was the hardest for you, uh, 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 Sarah, to 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 sell um, as the as the as the reader? Uh, no. I mean, I I was once back in the day. I was a teenage girl myself, oh. and I huh. I know firsthand how important and dramatic and all-consuming feelings feel when you're of a certain age and yeah. like persuasion oh and i actually related to sophia a lot so by persuasion i mean like very nerdy and somewhat introverted and not entirely like comfortable with yourself so i feel like it wasn't actually hard to sell that i just had to be like okay maybe you personally are not into big empty eye holes <laughs> right right but, everything but else it's not though. hard to, yeah but it's like you know everyone everyone's got their thing Everyone's yeah, yeah, their, yeah. There's translate that really that makes for... them go crazy, so it's not that hard. There's a line where she says imagine. something like, uh, "You know, like I'm hanging out with this five thousand year old rotting corpse," and then she's like, "No, wait, it's my five thousand year old rotting corpse." Yeah. Oh, that was sweet. And I kind of like that was sort of my like driving theory of this whole thing, which is like, even if he's horribly unattractive, when you have a crush on somebody, that kind of changes. And yeah, you start yeah, seeing yeah. Him right. In this different way, and uh, there there have been studies about that where like people are attractive to the kind of people who are would be attracted back to them that like you don't see people at like as unattractive if they are like about the same as you this is sounding weird but i guess like she's and she's not a mummy obviously but it's just like once you like somebody you like focus on that part and not oh man i guess this is gross to everybody else mm. Mm. yeah that sounded way meaner mm. when i started to go that direction let's stop that <laughs> Okay. Reframe it. Let's start with a red hot question from the man bag. That answer is cut for time. (laughs) Uh, Grace would really like to know, are you thinking of going on a book tour? If so, where would you stop? Oh, man. I would love to go on a book tour. Where would you stop that tour and give it up? (laughs) Where would you stop? (laughs) Right now. I don't think that's what she meant. (laughs) (laughs) See, but this is where it comes into the interpretation of the reader. This is why we rely on you. (laughs) Uh, no, I don't, I don't think we're going to be doing much of a book tour. We're gonna, I'm going to be doing a big signing and party here in Portland um, with a couple of my other comedian friends who also wrote books. So we're going to be doing a big party here uh, on the 13th. But that's probably the, the only plan um, because there's no way I, that any stop would sell enough books to justify getting to that place. We're just not that big. But it would be um, fun. Maybe we could do a... Well, I was going to say maybe we could do a virtual book tour and just do one like live YouTube show. But that's what we're doing right now. So I'm on book tour. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can only thing I can see is if there's a place where I already was, I would try to maybe give someone a book. Yes, that's the closest to a book tour I'm doing. I'll have some in my backpack. So wherever mm-hmm. I am, I'm on book tour. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am doing no, a, I can't. I'm doing a uh, mini I'm tour on of tour. podcasts, of which this is two of two. Wow. Yeah. Well, possibly two of three. I might have another one booked next week. We'll see. Wait, uh, I mean, you could probably plug it on Pack Your Mics. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Three of four. This is two of four. Pack Your Mics coming back. Yeah. Um, we, gotta, we should wrap this up, but really quick, um, I kind of want to do... Uh, let's do question H, and then stop. Mm. Okay. Hi. So, this is... I think this might be my favorite question. Oh. Alex <laughs> wants to know... Did you self-publish? If so, how do you feel about doing something similar to Rich Shapiro, author of Wild Animus? <laughs> do you feel like the yeah. Ram? Commenter destroys comedian. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Um, yes, this is self-published. We can't be bought. Um, well, we probably could. No one tried. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we couldn't have been bought. We, we weren't bought. We were bought. not bought. That's true. We were not paid big, for. By big publishing kept their hands off of us for some this reason. It's officially published by Completely Legitimate Publishing, which is our publishing company. Um, its logo is a bear on a tricycle, and I'm really proud of it. And it is, like, you know, like, tautologically speaking, like, completely legitimate. It is. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, and what I love about that Boom. is that when people buy it on the website, it shows up on your credit card as Completely Legitimate Publishing. Uh, which is great because how else would you know that you bought a book from a legitimate company? Man, you should at least have like they bought something illegitimate. It's like sort of the protesting too much. <laughs> yeah. A bit. yeah. I, well, I also like the idea of like fraudulent uh, publishing. I guess right. Which like if you if what if we like could we have another uh, sub press called like fraudulent charge? Oh god! Wow, that is a bad idea. Or just like like I don't know maybe like disputed uh, charge. Or just like yeah, or like don't pending charge. Oh god, pending would be so dangerous. God, this, this 15, don't worry, this charge will go away. Fifteen dollar charge has been pending for a long time. Or incriminating porn. I do. So just really quick to answer Alex's question, uh, the incriminating porn. Uh, I do I feel like Rich Shapiro, which is so scary. Although Rich did this thing where he created a whole self publishing company because the it didn't exist at the Wait. time. Oh, uh, like well, we we just we just did a podcast. Uh, we just create a podcast to make a book that made a, a publishing company. I think the other way, the podcast forced us into the book. We did not create the podcast okay, cool. so that we could finally write this book no one was asking for. Um, <laughs> that we... Kn- I do... And I, I do... The, one of the things about being a self-published, so I was like looking at some blogs that do reviews of young adult fiction and I was like talking to some people and every one of them has a section on the website that is like, we will, do not send us your book if it's self-published. We hate you. And uh, it does feel like it's it's it is a little frustrating to feel like a scourge, you know, with the thing you created. Uh, you know, scour- scourge is gonna scourge, you know. So what what are you, what are you gonna do? Scourge smurge is what I always say, right? <laughs> you do God. say that all the you time. It's never made sense until right now. Yeah, it's really it's a weird catchphrase. You're getting it finally. <laughs> finally paid off. Uh, yeah, it is weird to be. It is weird to self-publish because people just don't want it. Also, the company we <laughs> use to self-publish the book is is called CreateSpace, and that's owned by Amazon. So local bookstores will not will not carry it because it's affiliated with Amazon, their nemesis. Oh, really? Yeah. Yet again, oh, wow. so, wait, so feeling like a scourge. Double scourge. Yeah. Smurge. Double smurge. <laughs> most scourges, Extras. most smurges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's lightning bonus round.
Lightning bonus round. That's the official th- the official tagline of lightning bonus round. Is it? Is it? <laughs> All right. Now, really quick, we got to do a minor compliment, so we're gonna go in reverse order. So, uh, is that me? I think I gotta Sarah go first. or no? Who? No, Sarah yeah. was first, so I'm last. So I was. I gotta go first. So my minor compliment. My favorite bit of the book, and as I don't know if you remember that, but this is mostly from you, but with like some tiny tweaks from me. But so the whole epilogue okay. is this dream sequence. I was going to say weird dream sequence, but all dream sequences are weird. Or oh, weird. the octopus. Yeah, the octopus in the dream sequence. So she's having this dream, and it's like a combination of like her deepest fears about her mom and her and the mummies and the priests and all that. But also, she recently watched a documentary about octopus, and so there's just one in the corner hanging out. And then the dream kind of becomes a sex dream, and the octopus is still there, and it's so fun. So this is my favorite line of dialogue from the book. Um, this is from the epilogue. Anyway, I'm off. Enjoy your super weird imaginary sex. That's it? I guess I could stay, but that would be weirder for everybody involved. Well, except for the cephalopod, who seems to be down for whatever. The octopus smiles broadly and starts rubbing where I imagine his nipples would be. Yeah, which the octopus doesn't have a mouth to smile with, nor teeth, and like there are just other things that the octopus does in this scene that are it's not a dream, dream Chris. Oh yeah, and it starts rubbing its nipples, which no. it does not have. It, no, uh, where wait, I imagine I, his nipples would be, it very clearly Alex, doesn't say nipples. Could you instead of like reading it? Could you have, uh, could you put in uh, Sarah's clip? Yes, definitely gonna do that. Cool. Always was the plan. Uh, oh, excellent. Get ready. <laughs> well, you just heard it. <laughs> to have your minds blown. Oh, yeah. I hope your mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, so that, anyway, I just love that octopus in that scene, and I love, I probably my favorite line of uh, of the entire book is, except for the cephalopod who seems down for whatever. I did laugh at that, too. Yeah, well, yeah. you wrote it, so you should have. Um, well, or you wrote a version I mean, of that. I think I, like, I, I, re- I refined it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you maybe changed like one thing to another, one body part to another body part. Yeah, just up so the nipple take quotient for it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that that'll happen like for uh, for like um like whenever like one writer like will get like a, a movie script from another like the first thing they you know, could do if they want to get like credit for stuff is just start changing all the names of all the characters. Oh, what a bunch yeah, of horse shit movies are. Right, books are where it's at. Anyway, um, <laughs> right, what's your mind? <laughs> all- um. Oh shit! I had something. Oh yeah. So Alex, this is I guess a compliment to you. Um, Good. That's what the whole point for, of this is. This is this one of the easiest. Um, like a uh, like one of my lifelong goals has ever been checked off. So if you could like maybe push me out of a plane <laughs> while I'm sleeping and like help me parachute, like I'll, I'll probably be like half the way there. Um, wow, that is way easier to achieve. Like in terms of man hours than what is. you just did. It's pretty no. It, Chris, I don't think you realize how easy it is to have someone publish a book that you wrote a while ago. Like, <laughs> if someone else finishes your, your the book you've done, like, um, it that's 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 like it's it's great, man. As, would it be safe to say that you did not expect to the book to ever be published? Uh, ever ever touched again? I think was more like it. Uh, but, but, wow. At one point, I was talk- recently I was talking to us on the phone, and I was expressing some nervousness about it because like, uh, only like six or seven people had read it, and we hadn't. It hadn't. It'd been a lot of like structural feedback and not a lot of like i enjoyed it and so i was nervous that no one would like it and and that we'd spent three years working on something and then everyone might hate it just like uh rick shapiro um and and as was like yeah that's what you get for finishing it (laughs) (laughs) now we have to find out (laughs) that's a good point yeah yeah this is also rick shapiro i think it was the attorney right rick shapiro's attorney rich shapiro wrote okay 
Although I guess I don't know what Rick Shapiro has done in his off hours. I, you yeah, know? Who knows? Well, the other thing about Wild Animus that's really important is that he got nothing but negative feedback for like 20 years. Yeah. He, but he was persistent. Kept, yeah. yeah. He, he kept giving it away for free and people wouldn't take it. Uh, so yeah. at some point. So does he, it feel good to already be better than him? Oh, I, oh well, yeah. To already be not worse. No better. Yeah. I felt not better specifically though. worse. Yeah, um, Chris, what's your minor compliment? Oh, for me? Um, my minor. Uh, whoa! Oh, um, um, I, I think you cut a, a tremendous figure oh, and thank you. Uh, and have a, uh, have a wonderful jawline. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I guess for the book, uh, the thing that I really and I'm struggling just like in how to put this concisely, but it encapsulates a few things that we've been talking about on the podcast for a long time that are mm-hmm. really really fun. Like, so there are definitely parts where Sophia is an unreliable narrator, and because of the way that she is so in her own head about everything, and almost like you know to the point where it's like a parody of itself practically. But we get to see points at which you know she is way in her own head, and you know we as an audience know what's really going on, but she doesn't. And you know it's it's really fun that you guys managed to create that tension and and that like duality in in a parody book and about I Twilight. Love, I do love unreliable so. narrators. Yeah, so like there are so I was, many things that are just like easy high fives to podcast audience too. There's so many sure references there there are a lot of high fives, but that one was like it's a high five in a way, but it's also like good writing. Oh, <laughs> and you. so I was like, oh yeah, and it was it, you know. Yeah, I really enjoy her narrative. Sorry voice, for making she, fun of you for the past two hours, no, but uh, I enjoyed that part. It's the best. I do. I do like her. Like, I like the lack of self confidence in an author. Um, sure. Where she's like, she's aware that she's writing this all down, and she's doing like a bad job describing people. Uh, I, I enjoy that, and it's a little bit postmodern, and probably a lot of people have done it, but I, I hadn't really read it in that way before. So I enjoy, I enjoy her voice, where she's still super capable and awesome, but then like loses her confidence when she's trying to like describe her own physicality or she's describing duncan as like i'm just i'm terrible at this i'm so sorry yeah exactly uh sarah that leaves you what's your minor compliment i really love the idea of a town where everyone is an amateur ornithologist <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was, was really nice fun runner. oh i love i was too. gonna do that as my minor compliment and forgot about it so then i was genuine oh <laughs> no, that's great yeah that- i'm genuine too it was really really funny like the slow reveal that everyone around her knew everything about birds and she was the only person who wasn't in this like secret birding club Even yeah that's like yeah. everyone's like yeah it's so really funny. good it's yeah. a great bird club like <laughs> yeah. yeah i love that too. That That's just made me laugh time. every time. Yeah. Coming from a family of, of birders, I was like, this feels oh, accurate. Are you, really? are you really? Are the Hathaways uh, all birders? Hell yeah. No, my dad is, oh. and like my grandmother was in the Audubon Society and was what? like a li- they're like life listers. Yeah. Man, if we'd wow. known um, anything about birds, this section would have been even more believable. That would have been <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we haven't—I guess we haven't even said this yet—but the book is available for purchase on unwrapmyheart.com. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, Amazon, of course, in uh, Kindle and paper version. You can also get the audiobook, which is currently on unwrapmyheart.com. It will be on Audible. We've had a few people ask about this. It will be available on Amazon and Audible. It's just been taking a little longer in their product, their processing than it should have. 
So it's as if it's if it's not yet, it will be any day now. But it might be by the yeah. time you hear this. It's because Sarah's Sarah's tones were like way more dulcet than they could handle, so they had to upgrade their servers. Yeah, uh, you had first. to turn up their dulcet handle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I blew out all those speakers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that is a, a available, and I really love the read of the audiobook. So if you guys enjoy audiobooks at all, please check out Sarah's version. Um, but and if you don't, if this is not your cup of tea, we will not talk about it again after this episode. I'm pretty sure. Nope. All right. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna, we're going to mention it's for sale for a little while longer because we put three years and a decent amount of money into this proce- prog- project, and so I want people to hear about it. But this is our last full episode dedicated to reviewing a book we wrote. Almost. So only half episodes from here on out, guys. Don't worry. We'll just do... This is our new recurring segment. Every week, Chris has to say something nice about my book. <laughs> okay. Actually, I would I would like that from now on. Through the end of the year. That would be fun. Yeah. This is a great... Through the end of the year, up as, and... you mean one more episode? Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, this, no, this is great, a, great, a great backlash to um, get Chris's groove back, where it's like, steal Chris's joy. <laughs> but also, like, compliments make Alex super uncomfortable. Oh, this is so hard for me. When you guys, I would much rather Chris shit on me than give me compliments. <laughs> Just All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take a Chris shit segment. Oh, um, shit. No, not calling it that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon man bag. <laughs> you can't no. stop saying once it's been named. So go, please, please get the book, and please do let us know what you think. You can comment on, uh, you can leave a review on Amazon or on uh, Goodreads. We're on Goodreads. Um, we see everything that people post. So com- you can read a good review. If you want a bad review, you can like uh, put it in a piece of paper and then shred that. You no, know, you know what? Two things. First of all, no such thing as bad publicity. Um, second, <laughs> it's not true. Second, it's really not true. It's definitely true. Second thing is, I don't take compliments. Anthony, well. Anthony so Weiner a review. I will think about a lot more. Anthony Weiner, you mean documentary star and guy who actually got to run again <laughs> until he did something else worse? <laughs> um, okay. Also, you know, uh, Mayor Clownsnake, you may recall, got a yeah. lot of negative reviews. That's fair. Okay. Anyway, uh, so get the book. Uh, also, a shout out to our newest meet buddy, Justin Robinson, who was just in time to get the book. Uh, and thank you to everybody who joined the book club. I really hope you guys are enjoying it. We sent out all of the Meet Buddy copies. So if you didn't see that yet, check your spam folder maybe. But I sent an email with instructions on how to get it. So um, please let us know uh, what you thought of it. And if you enjoyed it, maybe you could also share it with people or review it or something. Cool. Um, and we're going to be back again next week. Next week, we are talking about a cheesy Christmas movie for Tanya. Specifically, we're going to be watching Merry Christmas. Yeah. Oh I, thought, oh, I was hoping it would be a Christmas kiss. Oh, so close. Oh, we've actually already seen a Christmas kiss. Oh. <laughs> oh, you have? <laughs> Thank that's God. As movie? long as you've seen it, that's all I ask. Yeah, we've done Christmas kiss and we've done Desperately Seeking Santa. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kayla's engaged yes. to a famous choreographer but is having some doubts and discontent turns to confusion when she shares a magical kiss with a stranger. Oh, I hope it's yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh my and God. it's. Uh, it's uh, already Netflix is saying that Tanya's going to give it four stars based on her <laughs> viewing history, which uh, cheesy romantic Christmas movies is. Whoa! There's a there. Christmas Kiss too. Yeah. Yeah, there is Christmas Kiss too. Back in the habit. Parentheses of kissing strangers. I cannot wait to watch a Chris was kiss Christmas Merry Christmas. Yeah. This was very hard for me to say, but I'm gonna go watch it right now. It's gonna be fun. So we'll be that Tanya is gonna give it four stars. I can't wait. Um, so that'll be our holiday episode, and then we'll be off for the for the holidays here. 
Um, we might pop in with a little brief hello. And also, uh, starting uh, by the time this happens, it's already out, uh, the new episode of Pack Your Mics. It's the new season of our Top Chef podcast where we get together like a dinner party type thing where we all sit around and most people drink wine and we talk about Top Chef. So that is available at packyourmics.com and I'll probably throw the first episode into your feed here so you can take a listen if you're interested. Um, and yeah, so get, get, put, put on your sous vide, get your foams foaming. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Get your, uh, really take some time to practice with a pressure cooker if you can. Yeah, oh, yeah and just take a lid on and off. Don't be the asshole that brings a smoker and doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> also, don't be the asshole that brings truffles. Have you guys watched yeah. this yet? Okay. Um, anyway, so that's coming out. And also, Sarah, we're going to have to have you and your, your husband on sometime to talk about it. Because I know yes, you guys are, we're are fans. Big Top Chef heads. Knife yes. block heads. <laughs> Knife head. Knife block, block heads? Yeah, block heads. Uh, anyway, yeah, we, we'll yes. definitely have you on at some point this season. It's gonna be we're gonna be doing things a little bit different this season. It'll be a little more relaxed, and we'll have a couple. We'll have people coming and going. It's gonna be fun. Pad maniacs. Ooh, I like that. Yes, like it. There Put was it a, in the man bag. In the <laughs> straight in the man bag. There was a preview clip of the whole season, like coming this season on Top Chef, and one of the tiny clips was Padma cooking, which we have not <gasps> seen a lot of on the show. Whoa. I read her book. It was amazing. Oh, is that the one with that's uh, the title is adjectives? I'm drunk. Yeah. Whatever it's called. No, her her uh, autobiography. Oh, I heard that was really good. And she reads the audiobook herself. Dope. Mm. Ooh, like any good I bet that's book. Magic. Uh, all right. So uh, anyway, that's all coming up. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us at, at C. Walter Smith. Uh huh. At Ezra Fox. I'm an author and professional voiceover <laughs> uh, person, Sarah Hathaway. Yay! Thanks for having Please. me on to talk about this book, guys. Voice over. Thanks for talking about it. Yeah, voice voice over. I think like really O R. Voice over. Voice voice maniac. Voice head. Uh, anyway, yeah, voice head. Straight in the man bag. We'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs>